Hi, this is Michael Danforth. I have long believed in the ability of everyday people being able to align themselves with the future intent of God, thus becoming co-creators with God. For me, this means instead of just predicting future outcomes, uh, we could prophetically create the future intent of heaven on earth. Therefore, these podcasts are being produced with the hope of inspiring you to release this powerful, creative force that is in you. So before we jump into this week's podcast, I want to remind you about my latest book, How to Forget Unwanted Memories, which was written with a prophetic edge and is filled with supernatural and scientific knowledge on how to not only forget unwanted memories, but to dismantle them as if they never happened. In addition, I have co-written a workbook to go along with this book with my wife Tamara and sister-in-love Cheryl Jones. If you struggle with unwanted memories or you know of someone else who does, I am extremely confident that this book and workbook will give you the needed tools to move forward with a new perspective of yourself and your future. And also, don't forget to check out my other books, articles, and CDs on mtscenter.com. In addition, I have other like 20 or 200 videos hosted on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and other social outlets. So, without any further ado, welcome to another podcast on creating a glorious future. Uh, this subject, this topic, I'm titling Saturation is Coming. And uh, as you know, uh, I have that spontaneous uh, nature about me and can kick into it at any time. I believe there is a, an accuracy in, in giving ourselves over to the spontaneity of the Spirit, where we just begin to hear something in the moment. You know, knowledge comes to us. I always liken it to if you're in a conversation with someone and you don't necessarily know what you're going to talk about. You just start uh, uh, talking to each other. And as you do, the conversation evolves into something that you might have not expected it to evolve into. And that's how I look at the prophetic, that as I'm leaning into something, I just give myself over to that spontaneous motion of the Spirit in me, and then knowing that there will be this knowledge that will rise up in me, rise up in us as we are just engaging along the way. I love this about the Holy Spirit because to me it reveals the mysteries, uh, the hidden treasures of the kingdom of God that are already in us but long to uh, become apparent in us and in the world. So, yes, here we are. Saturation is coming. Now, this subject that I'm going to speak on is based on a dream that I had probably a week ago or so. And uh, this is the interesting thing about the dreams that I've been having. And you might uh, bear witness to this as well. But I'm not really a big dreamer. And uh, like I'm more of things that I see, images. uh, So just certain, again, words of knowledge that comes to me. 
so when, when it comes to dreams, I haven't really had like a whole lot of dreams, but I've noticed though, just in the last month or two, I've been having more dreams. Like I've had a couple dreams back to back and I shared one with you previously. Can't remember what it was, but then I had this one recently. And so I want to share this dream with you because it pertains to some things that were coming into in 2019 and 2020. And uh, so I don't know if this is really a 2019 prophecy uh, because, you know, when it comes to the voice of God engaging with the revelation knowledge that rises up in us, it's an ongoing thing. So I have moments throughout the day, throughout the week, the month that can seem like highlights Uh, In other words, moments that seem more intense than others, but there's an ongoing uh, well springing up in me of God just speaking to me and revealing things, and literally, it's hard to keep track of it. And so the key is, though, if you want to engage further in the voice of God and increase in that hearing, not only do you take the risk, but you keep track, (laughs) You keep your prophetic diary or whatever you want to label it as, and as you are hearing God, you uh, you write it down. And I remember a person that I knew years back named David Shirk, who was from the Yakima area, and I was in Colorado, and at one of their <clears throat> apostolic gatherings there uh, in that region, and I'll never forget, I was in the library of of the church that I was there. It's a big facility. I can't think of the name of it, but it's well known. And um, <clears throat> Peter Wagoner, you know, that, that whole thing was all part of that. And so I was sitting in the library with David, and we were talking about writing. And mind you, writing, I was just kind of vaguely entertaining it. I'd written something early, like in the early 1990s, and it was God's Last Day's Desire, which I just found that book. I I told Tamara, I think I'm going to rewrite it and, you know, get it out there. But anyhow, so I was talking to him, and I'll never forget these words, and I've shared this repeatedly with many different people. He said, Michael, uh, writing makes a perfect person. Now, at first when I heard that, I I thought, what? And so I, I went away just pondering the things that he had shared with me. But that one particular uh, sentence, that phrase just stood out in my heart and mind. So as I began to write, I realized, oh, wow, this is like looking in a mirror and seeing how you think. And so through that process of writing, it actually begins to perfect something on the inside of you. And at least that is the cause and effect that it had on my life. So as I began to write more and more, I felt this maturity. I felt this perfection rising up inside of me. And I would often look at it and still do today and go, wow, that's what's in me. That's what I'm thinking. I'm looking in this mirror of what I would term as revelation knowledge of the kingdom of God, of the intent of God wanting to come upon the earth. So 
my point in saying all that is I think if you want to increase into this greater awareness of prophetic realm, uh, receiving different words from the Lord, growing in that, you need to take it serious enough to keep track of it and to keep record of it so that you can see how you're progressing and so how the people can see how you are doing as well. Anyhow, so let me get jump right into this dream. So uh, I entered into a, a very uh, uh, large church that actually looked and felt more like a business. And as I walked into the building, I, I noticed everyone was looking at me like in a very disdained way, and their faces had the look of disgust and embarrassment. And obviously, I was very bothered by by these looks and how they were acting to me until I realized that I was completely naked. Now, I may assure you, that's not a real pretty sight. And um, uh, largely because, you know, early on in my life, I, I lived a, a really uh, reckless life. Like, I, I have multiple surgeries. Uh, my entire body is just scarred from from head to toe, from wrecks, all kinds. I mean, from motocross stuff, from car wrecks, from snowmobile wrecks, anything that had a motor in it. I was determined to wreck it somehow. So anyhow, my body uh, uh, has bore the scars of those. So I'm not sure if there's something in that prophetically or not, but uh, could be. So after that moment of feeling extremely vulnerable, I entered into a room where I found new garments that appeared to be guarded by a couple of men who I knew were angels, and they were guarding my clothes, or uh, now I understand them to be these new garments that I would put on. And maybe there is something prophetic in the sense that being feeling naked, feeling vulnerable. I don't know about you, but I've had moments many times in my life where I felt vulnerable, where you step out of the boat and you just put yourself out there. You don't know where something's going in the sense of what you're hearing, what you're seeing, what you're going to do. And I'm not talking just like maybe in words of knowledge or things about the future, but maybe you have experienced that in the sense of business and relationship where you take the risk and you step out of the boat and you feel like you're vulnerable in that moment. But because of the potential reward that is, that is attached to it, you're willing to do that. So uh, I guess in that sense, it, it, it is very prophetic. So I put on these new garments, and as soon as I put them on, I immediately found myself standing uh, in the... Uh, uh, standing in the presence of a pastor and his wife, whom I've known for many years. And their relationship with me uh, over the years has been just, you know, somewhat tolerable. And uh, not that they don't like me as a person, <laughs> but uh, you know how it is that when people struggle with your perception of Scripture or the future, it creates a little bit discomfort and uh, and therefore some distance. And but I think at heart they love me, and I know that I love them and believe in the work that they are doing. So, 
here I am, I'm standing in this church with them, uh, which is a church that they uh, have built out of relationship, a new building, so forth. And as I began to converse with them, I realized that I had a prophetic word for them. And as I began to prophesy to them, I became very drunk in the spirit. And so you need to know that this type of behavior is not my norm. Now, there was a time when it it was on me all the time. Like I'd go into that drunken state and so forth. But uh, I kind of just came out of that and just into a different realm. Now, it is what it is. I believe it's kingdom. I believe it's God. And call it the bliss. Call it the kiss. Call it the miss. (laughs) Call it whatever you want. But it certainly is God. And, of course, there's those that can get a little bit uh, annoying. But uh, I guess we all can at different levels, right? So, nonetheless, here I was. Maybe I was annoying. I don't know. But all I know is I was drunk in the Spirit. And every time I tried to speak, every time I was trying to release this prophetic word, I just I laughed myself to tears. And no matter how hard I tried... I couldn't stop laughing. Finally, somewhere in the midst of all of this, I gained enough uh, composure uh, that I was able to begin to speak. So what had happened was, is in that moment, as I was beginning to speak, I didn't know what I was going to say. I just knew I had this word. And as I began to speak, I received knowledge about two people who... I knew represented two expressions or moves of the spirit that were coming to the body of Christ. So the first person or kingdom expression was named saturation. And in my drunken state, I kept saying, she is coming our way. She is coming your way. Saturation is coming to the ecclesia. She is coming to the body of Christ. She is coming to the world. Saturation is coming. And uh, I'm, I'm not even, uh, you know, emphasizing the intensity enough as what I felt in the moment because I could feel the presence of saturation. Now, mind you, I've never even thought of saturation being a person. I never thought of saturation being a person, let alone it being a her. (laughs) But here I was. I was prophesying about saturation is coming. So in that moment, as I began to do this and release this word, uh, the pastor's wife became extremely drunk in the spirit. And but her husband, though I could see and knew that he had a good heart, uh, he was very sober and very serious and uh, wasn't necessarily going into that, you know, that bliss moment. So I was very eager to tell them the name of the second person or expression of heaven that was coming uh, upon them and upon the land and literally on the world. But when I started to say the name of the second person or movement in the spirit, it suddenly left my mind as if I was forbidden to tell them who it was. Mind you, I was very 
bothered by this because I was very excited. And then all of a sudden, as I just was like, and it just left. Like I, I lost knowledge of, of who it was that was coming. I kept asking the Holy Spirit, like, please tell me I want to, I want to know because even in that moment, I couldn't remember. Like it was just, again, wiped from my mind. And I was like, oh, I want to know, but it remained hidden. So as I became more saturated by the, you know, with the Spirit of God, the pastor all of a sudden confessed that as this prophetic word was being released, he was suddenly healed of cancer. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, just as you were prophetically releasing this word about saturation, I was instantly healed of cancer. And and I remember even his wife looking at him like in a, like a shock, like, like she didn't know that he was dealing with that, you know, physically. And, but I knew in the moment that, uh, that it represented something spiritual. I knew that saturation was coming to the church, was coming to the ecclesia to remove the cancer that had plagued the fivefold ministry in the church. At first, I thought it was just the pastoral role, but I, I, I later learned that, no, it, the pastoral role represented the fivefold government in the body of Christ, and that there was this cancer that had plagued it, and saturation was coming to remove it. Now, I know this might sound a little bit intense to some of you listening to this, and probably should, but what seems like a bad thing is obviously a very good thing, because I looked further into some aspects of this dream, and from a medical perspective, a, a normal cell in the body uh, eventually matures. However, uh, cancer cells, when, when they grow, when they grow, they grow rapidly and they can divide before they mature and therefore they remain immature. So when I heard this, I knew that it was dealing with immaturity. So, the, so this revelation came to me that saturation is first coming to deal with the cancer of immaturity in the body of Christ. Now, just let that settle just for a moment, that there is a saturation that is coming. And I'm going to define what the saturation is just in a little bit. But the saturation is coming to deal with, to actually heal the cancer of immaturity that is in the, in the body of Christ. So let me say this, that uh, remember I just told you that cancer cells grow rapidly and they divide. So let me just say this, that contrary to popular belief, in terms of numbers alone, rapid growth is not a sign of, of maturity. It can be, but alone it is not. So secondly, the other thing that I knew in that moment 
that saturation is coming to deal with the cancer of abnormal division. Because remember, I just told you that the cancer would grow rapidly and it would divide. So there's two major things that are going on in the land, in, I believe, the body of Christ, in the church. And, and I, I don't have a full summary on this. I'm just giving you the piece, the portion. In fact, as you were listening to me, I believe many of you might have bits and pieces that tie in to what I am saying. Maybe some things that God has spoken to you about, some things he's been showing you concerning the future uh, intent of the body of Christ, growing up into the revelation of God's love and so forth. And so, um, so I hope this is encouraging you to become aware and to awaken to the value of what you are seeing and hearing. So saturation is coming to deal with this abnormal division because when these cells are like that in, the, in these cancer cells, they, they get out of their normal intended state into an abnormal state to where they begin to divide negatively. So therefore, from a kingdom perspective, I believe saturation is coming to heal the body of abnormal immaturity and division. And and I just want to lean into this prophetically right now. Get ready because saturation is coming to deal with immaturity and division. And I believe in these coming years, 2019 and 2020, one of the things you can expect to see is the cancer of immaturity and division in the body of Christ and in the government of these United States and the world being saturated with the love and power of God at a level the earth has never witnessed before. Because I believe the end game is just that. That is the cure. It is the increasing love and glory of God, the increasing revelation of heaven coming upon the earth that literally deals with the cancer of immaturity and division. And so I believe as a result, we will begin to see a level of spiritual maturity rising upon the earth in the body of Christ, in the ecclesia, unlike any other generation before us. But again, I believe the same, the, same, uh, the same impact is going to happen within the government of these United States. I mean, look at the immaturity in the sense of government. Look at the divisiveness. Look at the division. And so I believe it first begins with the house of God dealing with that spiritual immaturity, dealing with the divisiveness, the division that it has caused. And there's this I, uh, this glory, this, this intense revelation of God's love that is going to impact the church and awaken it to its true love. 
And as a result, we're going to see things as they really are. It reminds me of the passage of scripture that says that when we see him, we will know him just as we are known. I believe that there is a curtain being pulled back. And even as I speak right now, I can see multiple layers uh, being pulled off the government, even of these United States, revealing more, exposing more that has been hidden beneath the surface, the intent, certain things that they thought were locked away way and that were hidden and they been trying so hard to keep them hidden but now there is this presence there is this mind there is this life of the spirit that's coming up on it to to lift off the lid and expose it for what it really is but please know this it's not to kill those who have been influenced to to wipe them off the earth so to speak but it's to saturate them with the love of God to impound them, even if it seems like they're being, you know, locked away or or brought into this place of minimization, that it's so that God can impact them and saturate them with his love and desire for them and literally cause an awakening to come upon them, causing them to realize that they are the future sons and daughters of God. So I know this is intense, and I realize that there are people out there that those who are contrary to the work of God just want them, I mean, that's the way it sounds, like just wipe them off the earth, get get them away, get them out. But yet that is not the intent of God. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that the works of the enemy might be destroyed. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So this love is the prevailing force. The gates of hell will not prevail. But the kingdom of God, the love of God, will prevail against all the works of the enemy. So if I could just finalize this. This glory, this power of heavenly saturation that is coming And I believe that there is an emphasis, a divine emphasis of this manifesting in 2019. I wish I could sit here just in one setting and give you a projection of the many things that I believe that God has shown me for 2019, but I can't. So I will just keep unfolding them over the the next month or two and, and, and... just share with you the many facets of what I, what I believe that God is doing and going to do within the government of these states, within the government of the body of Christ, within the governments of the world. But as a small piece or a small token of that, saturation is defined as the state or process that occurs when no more of something can be absorbed. Let me say that again. Saturation is defined as the state or process that occurs, say, within us when nothing else can be absorbed, combined or added. It also means to be absorbed beyond the point of what seems even necessary or desirable. I'm reminded of the passage of Scripture that, you know, the things that are coming are beyond what we could think or imagine. They're beyond our barriers of even knowing or fully understanding. Not even, no matter what kind of experience that we have on the heavenly plane, that it's beyond our comprehension of the intensity of its manifestation when it is revealed in this age. So, 
with that definition in mind, imagine being so saturated by the love of God that there is no more room in your heart to absorb anything contrary to that love. Oh my gosh. I got to say this again. Imagine being saturated by the love of God where there is no more room in your heart to absorb anything other than that amazing love. That is the power of saturation. That is what she's bringing. She she is going to saturate us. We are going to experience this, this, this intensity of God's love at a level that we've never known, and it's literally going to drive out anything that has tried to influence our heart in a negative sense. I don't know about you, but I've been feeling that over the weeks and in the months of, you know, of past days, so to speak. And there are moments that even when I feel like I'm being saturated, that I wake up the next day and I do something stupid or I say something stupid or I, you know, I, I act contrary to that divine character and I'm like, oh my gosh, how can this be? But then immediately I feel this intense restoration of God's love come upon me and pick me up as if I never even made those wrong decisions. I'm declaring to you that that is the kind of saturation that is coming in this, in this year and certainly not limited to it. And it's already been coming in past, but we're going to see like a huge uh, intensity or epicenter of that happening this year and the next. And I want to declare that over you. So I want, I want to focus just real quick on this word absorb. It means to take in an energy or in this case of the kingdom to take in the spirit of God or the substance of that through some sort of action on our part. And I'm reminded of a song right now. What would that action? All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in your presence daily live. So there's an action that is required. Steps that we must take. A surrendering. Get ready for a surrendering. Right now, I believe that behind the walls of government, even in these United States, an unusual surrender is coming, not not for the worst, but for the best. A surrendering that will happen in other nations of the world where the enemy seemed relentless and he wouldn't back down. And it was like, no, we're taking this to the end. And all of a sudden, there's this divine intervention. Something happens. I believe that there is this, this saturation that is going to impact lands and nations to such a degree that they will, they will respond suddenly in a way. In fact, I'm thinking now of this governmental flip that I previously spoke about, that in the last moment, things just flip around. And, uh, and if you haven't listened to that, go check it out, governmental flip. And I just see it happening at a different level. So... What we became so filled, it reminds me of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm just like, uh, 
being saturated, but being filled with the Holy Spirit that so much so, so saturated that there's this willingness to love one another to such degree that it leaves no room for anything else to influence our life. Could it be? Could God be this powerful? Could his love be this enormous that it would impact humanity to to such a height? I believe it can. So this is what I call the saturation, this thing that's coming forth. I call it supernatural sonship. Saturation is coming for you. She is coming for your family. She is coming for your city. She is coming for your state, your nation. Saturation is coming. Get ready.